Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our first episode of the Iconist Podcast. One first. Yo! Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. I am one of the hosts here, so I am Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey. <laughs> hey. And I go by the one by DJ Rod C. Rod C. Oh, my God. Vasians United. <laughs> Bloodline. Bloodline. Okay, cool. okay cool. Let's go. So, so just, just exactly. So, just to kind of kick it back a little bit, mm-hmm. we, you, you know, so people, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. So here we go. You both to know. So what I'm saying is, me, Rod, we're both cousins. Mm-hmm. Not my cousin, my cousin. This is cousin by blood. Real comic blood. book lovers, right? Blood. <laughs> and this, as I said, is the brand new Iconist podcast. So we're doing videos and we'll have these videos transferred onto audio later on. So you can listen to them uh, on our podcast channel. We're going to have that started shortly. Um, so just keep a lookout for it. Check the credits. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Jay Bird Digital. He's the one that did Jay. all the graphics. So thank you, Jay. Jay. And we'll put up all our social media on that for the Economist podcast. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, I have my website, Barry3D.com. Mm-hmm. Rod, where we can find you? We can find me on on um where am I? I'm on IG, Mr. Rod C. Um, I'm also on Facebook at DJ Rod C. You know what? So I'm just all over little places, you know? So you're all over the little places. No matter I'm what, you'll places. see our links individually. You see the link also for this page uh, uh, coming up. So thank you for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, pass the word. And the Iconist podcast is, you know, why Iconist? Because we are going to be talking about anything that's iconic. So I wanted a cool name, almost like a transformer name, Iconist Transform. Uh, we will be covering everything that's, that's you know, uh, geek related, as I love to say. These are, this is my passion. This is our passion. So right. if it's comic books, video games, um, TV, cartoons, anime, novels, the whole spectrum, the whole nine yards, live, yeah. you know, the whole nine yards. At times we'll probably talk about music. We will talk about wrestling. wrestling. Oh, listen, we will talk about, we'll talk about TV, wrestling, uh, movies, uh, even, even fan art, fan, you know. Yes. And stuff like that, you know, comic and stuff like that. Cosplayers, uh, all, all that. that. We are going to show them a lot of love on the Iconist podcast. Um, sometimes we don't mention one, we will find one and still tag them on uh, our IG page to just give a shout out to whoever we talk about. So each each week, we're going to come up with an episode and we're going to find at least someone that meets that theme. And, you know, mm-hmm. we find cool. We're just going to give them a shout out, put them out there, tell them, say hi, hey, what's <laughs> going on? Thank you for your service. Um, <laughs> so to kick it off, here it is. Iconist Podcast number one. And we are starting off with Batman Beyond. 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 And the reason why Batman Beyond is because a lot of people are talking about Batman. I know a lot of people have seen the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have your favorite Batmans. Everyone seems to forget one particular Batman. And I'll get back to him in, in a minute. Um, you know, one particular actor who does a really phenomenal job. But we'll touch on that near the end. Got it. But Batman Beyond. We're, here's our, our mission statement. We're going to talk about him, give you a little bit of feedback on him. Uh, mm-hmm. what's, in, you know, what's his world? What comes about him? Uh, what we like. And then we're going to cast him. We're going to pick yeah. which actor 
can play Terry McGinnis. There you go. Which actor can play Bruce Wayne? And, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have my picks. Rod might have his picks, and we'll go back and forth. And if you got yours, please, Adam, send Let us some know. comments. Say what you got to say. Know. Love to hear back from you. Yeah. And away we go. And here we go. All right. So, what, what, what do you got to say, Rod? Batman Beyond. You've watched okay. the show? Yeah, I've seen the show. I've definitely watched the show. Um, you know, I'm definitely uh, a fan. Uh, I, I love it. Definitely when it, came in, when it came into gear, it was one of those ones I think, okay, we got it. You know, I was already a Batman anime, you know, you know, Justice League, you know, Unlimited. So we already know these are the criteria. These are the building blocks of what I love as Batman. Right. Batman Beyond, all right, well, you know, we're going to give you, we're going to give you, see how you do. We're going to see if you pass the grade. It passed the grade. Definitely because they were smart and said, you know what? Everywhere, every city, every lifetime will be the Batman. So what we're going to do, we're going to continue with the Batman that we know. Kevin Conway. We're going to bring Mr. Kevin, who's been a little bit older, a little hunchback, but he's still work. He's still working the grounds. Yeah. yeah. So at least I'm happy that we have him in there. So I was happy with that type of transition that you basically knew. We're, we had someone we were familiar with. Yes. And that we basically have our base off of and we have the ability to say, okay, we're going to now introduce a new one, but we're not going to be just completely cold cut that you have no type of connection to the old. Basically letting us know this is still, this is in the same universe. Right. This is the continuum. It, like there's no separate multi-universe thing like that. A nope. what if type of it, um, environment. This is basically the Batman we knew and loved. It's still there. Yes. He's passing on the torch. Yes. What will happen and this is how it is when you have a new, the new Batman taking the reins from the old. Right. I get you. So exactly. See, and I was excited when it, I, I always like when they come up with an idea to say, hey, we're going to pass the torch on. We're going to bring it to this character. So I'll go into a couple of things. First, Bruce Tim, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it, it was Bruce Tim and, he, and him and that whole team that got together and put together, you know, obviously he did the Batman, the animated series. Right. That, that series, fire, right? Yeah, of course. Fire. Then it lead into Superman. You know, I think Superman, the animated series, underrated, was... but really good. Yes. Right? I, I, I'm just saying underrated. I'm not saying I don't like it. I, I love the series, went bought it myself. Boom, fire. Going into Justice League with the seven, mm-hmm. it, it really affirmative. I mean, DC really is strong when it comes to the animated series on, on TV. I, I think they do it a, a better job than Marvel at times. You know, and I'm not trying to say one's better than the other. I, I, I love them all between Marvel, Image, DC, anything, independent, whatever. I love them all. You know, it, it's a great escape. Um, so we have that. And then they did Justice League Unlimited. Correct. And what was really cool is that at that time, Justice League Unlimited was running. They started doing Batman Beyond. Right. And they started the Batman. And I, and I saw the transition. Bruce Wayne, he's, he's there. He's older. So what I like is episode one, you see Bruce Wayne as an older Batman, almost like the Dark Knight Returns kind of Batman. Right? Thank you. Yes, exactly. exactly. So, you know, I'm not sure if they ever, he ever did the Dark Knight Return within that, when he was still running around as an older Batman in that costume, but he modified his costume to help him out because he realized he was getting older, right? Had that first mission, uh, well, not his first mission, sorry. He had that last mission, his last official mission, right? right in the new costume, where he is experiencing a heart attack while trying to save that girl that got kidnapped. Right. You know, and he pulled a gun. Like he, he knocked one of the guys out. He's shaking. He just grabbed the gun to get the guy to go back. And that's when he knew, oh my gosh, I've crossed the line. Exactly. 
Right. So, okay, still fast forward. He's gotten older. He's quit as Batman, you know, and they bring in Terry McGinnis. Mm-hmm. So Terry in high school, um, he's with his parents. Parents are separated. He's got a younger brother, you know, trouble kid. He's a little bit of, he's a little bit of a, a rebel. Yeah. yeah. He's a little bit of rebel. He's got his girlfriend. He's happy. Typical, no, typical that, teenage. That, that teen spirit. That teen spirit. You know, he's having that teen spirit. You know, smell, yeah. smell that teen spirit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say it's Nirvana. We all know. I can't sing. I'll do y'all the favor. You know, and then he turns around, and you know, as, as it comes out, he he stumbles across, you know, in his own way because he comes up with the Joker. So I like that the Joker himself has influenced a gang. Yes. Yeah. So the Joker himself has gone passe, you know, um, as as they they never really touch on it, but you get the idea that, well, not in the beginning, his, right? In the beginning, never got realized that he was still alive or not. It just was yes. just basically saying that the Joker gang was just influenced, like you said, from the Joker of days old. Yes. that's what that was. Right. So yeah, right. So Joker days old got the gang. Okay, fine. So it was a nice you know, way how they kind of brought it about. And, and I think that those first two or three episodes really opened up to make fans say, hey, this is cool. The, the, the art style didn't change. So it stayed the same with all the animated yep. series from DC. So that was consistency. The voice yep. work, Kevin Connolly, still taking on that role as, you know, an older Bruce Wayne, right? Consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, familiar names were dropped, but they opened up that whole mythos to a whole bunch of future names. So one of my favorite episodes is, or I have a lot of them in this one. It's like, a, I like mm-hmm. the, the intro. I think that was well done. Mm-hmm. Then we keep going. And at one point you want to see crossovers. Like, when you get to the future, you always want to see who else made it to the future. Correct. Good move. Right? Good move. Yeah. And, and then he brought in the Justice League of the future in a, in a couple of episodes where he almost joined them. And it's like, okay, so we know the original Superman is still around. Right? Never really heard what happened to Lois Lane. Uh, not that I remember. You know? Uh, no, I, I think they were just assuming because of days of age and everything like that. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You're right. I don't think they've ever they pointed never out really if she did pass away or not. And, and if I'm wrong, hey, someone shoot me a message and say, hey, Barry, you missed this episode. I have them on DVD. Yeah. I'll go back and watch them. So I, I, I never heard him mention Lois Lane. You never see him go back to being Clark Kent. He's always just now being Superman. Superman, yes. Right. Or a Kal-El as, as it goes by. And then you see other people in the Justice League, and they are mixes of past League members. It's either the son, daughter, you know, or there's some link to some of them that are there. Right? You know, you have Warhawk, and, and you find out in different episodes between Unlimited and Batman that Warhawk is the son of John Stewart Hawk. Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And Hawker. Hawker. Yeah. Right. You know? So I said, when they brought in the Justice League, that was one of my favorite ones, right? I mean, outside of that. When they brought in um, um, uh, Cobra, and not Cobra with a C from G.I. Joe, but Cobra with a K, you right. know, and the League of Assassins, or the League of Shadows, as they call them, uh, that was another fun episode I liked. When they brought in the Hunter, who was the, the, the African hunter who had, like, bionics and, and the spear. Right. And he was hunting Terry down to figure out his identity. Uh-huh. You know, uh, another good episode, a great episode. And then uh, one of my favorites, and I believe from right, it came out. It came out with, um, not with Batman Beyond. I think it came out under Justice League. 
which was it ties back yes it was justice league unlimited it was one of the last episodes if you get the dvd box set so on the episode it's a batman beyond episode because oh i know which one you're going through yep right it's an it's of course it's in the future but more in the future so terry's gone from being a high school student now he's a full-out adult mm-hmm. he's debating if to propose to his girlfriend at the time dana you know they're all grown up so he's a lot thicker his hair's a little bit longer yep. so he's filled yep. out uh, bruce is still around you know still kicking well, right well, well yeah Bruce, Bruce is too stubborn to pass away. Man. Uh, I literally about to say that man is stubborn to the very end. Right? <laughs> His last breath was like, no, 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 no. I still need you for another five minutes. Just, just, just don't go. Come back here. Yeah. He's like, hey, Bruce, are you okay? You're, you're on your deathbed. You had anything to say? I'm Batman. What? I'll be back. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's a storyline written out there somewhere that, you know, Bruce Wayne meets God and it's like, well, Bruce, your time is up. I'm still needed. I'm Batman. God, well, you know what, Bruce? Yes, you are. I'm going to give you another five years of life. That's all I need. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look for a loophole. Yeah. The detective will do that. Yes, right? So <laughs> in the in that episode, you find out the whole time that Amanda Waller realized that the Justice League, the world, will always need a Batman. Correct. She makes a plan to turn around you know, because she's like, well, Bruce was getting older, so he was leaving a lot of his DNA around it. It seems, you know, so it was a fight scene. Where he... fi- it, was, it was never too hard to find DNA off of him. He's always all around just bleeding up the place. Well, it's that's okay. it. You know what I mean? He's bleeding over here. Oh, a little bit of DNA. And, you know, a little bit of nanotechnology, some DNA. What we're going to do is, like, okay, we're going to turn around and, and um, we're going to recreate Bruce Wayne under the same exact circumstances. You know, so she found a family that was having problems conceiving. Mm-hmm. She went there, put the little nanotechnology, whatever, in there. Mm-hmm. Yep, get the turkey baster, <laughs> artificial insemination. Yep, she's pregnant, but she's not pregnant with her husband's DNA as they thought because they thought they were using his. Um, it was Bruce Wayne's Wait, DNA. So okay. natural childbirth. She gave birth to Terry McGinnis. So. In its own way, Bruce Wayne is not only the father figure, but he is the father. Yes. Terry McGinnis is like biologically, he's he it's like a Maury Povich show. It's like Bruce, we ran the test. <laughs> you are the father. You are the father. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, okay, then uh, well, I already let him drive the car. Well, which yeah. car, Bruce? You're you're multi- you're you're beyond rich. Which car? Lamborghini, Ferrari, oh, you know, uh, McLaren? No, the car. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Right. So, so. It, 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 it does that whole full episode. Full circle. Full circle that, you know, it's nice. I mean, they were going one way where it seemed that he was going to be on his own. And then uh, it, it came back that it was, you know, uh, I mean, like he was a separate character, and then it kind of really solidified that tie. I think I just lost my other half. <laughs> Gotta love technology. I'm gonna keep on going till Rod comes back. <laughs> going through the whole story, I don't know where you were, man. I don't know where you were. So I was like, I don't know. If I paused to you, but you paused to me. But anyway, we, we both that? paused. We we okay. both paused. I, I saw you pause. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep on talking. Maybe Rod will come back. <laughs> I, I, I think I lost you again, brethren. Oh, no. 
<laughs> so, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> we both keep freezing. See, you gotta love technology, even though we're still working from home. It's all <laughs> it's get. It, there's jokes about that. So, pure. Right. Go on. So it comes back that you know they. they I like they. They seem like they're making Terry his own character. I'm not sure if this is a long term plan or not, but they're making him his own character. And then they they kind of really said, well, you know, instead of him being totally separate, we want him to be more linked to Bruce than being seeing Bruce Wayne as a father figure because Terry's father passed away. I. Right. If you want to see exactly what happened in the episode, go get it, stream it. You can find it. It's out there. Um, you know, there's a lot of goodies and and, and things in there. Um, so those are some of my favorite episodes, along with the the time traveling one where history was almost getting mixed up because Kronos had his time traveling belt and was changing everything every two seconds. So Correct. in that episode, that was unlimited. Got, was that was that that was unlimited, right? That was unlimited, but was that unlimited. But, that was unlimited. That was unlimited, but but it crossed, but it crossed over. It crossed over. Hallelujah! It crossed over, and it was a nice crossover. So you, you know, uh, you had Terry, who had his little comic moment of you know. Uh, Batman, meet Batman. Bruce Wayne, meet Bruce Wayne. Meet Batman. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Oh, what do you guys used to call that? In stereo? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he goes, oh. (laughs) You know, and and that's where we saw, like, one of the few times you see um, they had Jon Stewart in there. And then because they had a blip, you know, it changed history. Then it was um, uh, Hal Jordan showed up as a Green Lantern. He's like, don't worry, I've been briefed. I know what's going on. Let's go. I'm like, wow, efficient. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. those are some of the episodes that popped out for me, man. What about yourself? Any episodes that come out? So, you? So, um, you know what? I don't remember like episodes, but I do remember characters like okay, uh, Harley Quinn having her her grand her granddaughters, the twins. Yes, I've always I've always I've always liked that. Like initially, not knowing that they're actually connected, so it's like okay, I get a Joker. The Joker team is is um, the Joker gang is being created. You have. Um, I don't remember his name, but at least the character that at least I had them by bionic, bionic arm with the with the saw. That was cool. But then right. when you had the twins, I'm thinking, okay, we have we're used to one Harley. Now there's two of them. Oh, this is gonna be fun. So I loved I loved it about that. You're right. Uh, Crowbar was uh, was another good one. Um, but what I I like I like the show in regards to showing. I would look at this, if anything, we could look at this like a, a futuristic Marvel slash spinoff of Spider-Man because Terry had to basically have to learn how to balance his life. Yes. Work life, have that work-life balance and Absolutely. understand like, okay, I'm going to be doing crime fighting. Uh, I got to make excuses like saying uh, something got to go on. Yeah, I got to do that internship with uh, Mr. Wayne. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be back. Uh, what I got to do? Start flying and do what he got to do. Come back, Dan. Dan is like saying, "So where were you, honey? Uh, yeah, I was doing that thing for Mr. Wayne. So yeah, that just took me over for the rest of the night. I'm sorry, baby. Uh, um, let's go get some pizza." And I'm like, "This guy is really trying to juggle life and try to save the world." And I definitely like that because, as to my recollection at that time, and even now that I go back to it, I don't recall too too tough if there were any other DC characters that did like their whole theme was like that. Because I couldn't think off the top of my head, like while we're while I was just researching, right. thinking about the show and everything like that, and you're just kind of like brought that back to my mind. Yeah, I'm realizing yeah. I don't think there was any no. like that had had that young him as a young person because again, Terry at that time he was still in high school, so we're looking like end of high school type of scenario. So we're gonna say 
I'll be nice and, you know, give him like 17, 18 type of scenario. Um, he was like, you know, he wasn't like the jock of the school type of scenario, but he was still decent enough. That oh, yeah. He was still he recognized and popular. Yeah, he was popular and everybody liked him and everything along that line, you know. Mm. He was good. He, he was good with people. But, you know, okay, that's where the flip side of uh, Peter Parker was in high school. But the understanding that he had to be there for his, his brother, yep. um, a.k.a. like Aunt May. And his brother and mother, a.k.a. Aunt May type of scenario. Have right. to do with school, uh, yep. have a girlfriend. Yep. Um, he didn't have a job, but his job per se was Bruce Wayne. So he well, had to filter it, that in. He had to filter that in, that kind of lifestyle. So. Well, and that's what lucky. I think that's what saved him, right? And you're right. So a lot of the younger heroes, I mean, a lot of more established heroes, you have like, say, Superman, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Superman will turn around and he will be um, at his job, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe Lois. Lois knows a secret, so she'll help cover for him at one point. Yep. But even prior to that, he wasn't dating Lois for, you know, uh, for many years when he was Superman. Right. So right. his parents are back in Smallville. He's in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. So his work and Superman. He was able to get more excuses and he had more flexibility because his job was a reporter. So it's like, where are you going? Oh, uh, there's a story breaking. I'll break back. Oh, I I, I can go follow up a lead. So he always had a way out, right? right? What was smart with giving Terry a part-time job with Bruce Wayne? First of all, Bruce Wayne got buku bucks. (laughs) I mean, major, major, major ducats, dollars, dollars, more money, more money, more money. More money, more money. More Mm. money. So first of all, he's Bruce Wayne. He's got Bruce Wayne money. Literally, you heard expression all the time, got Bruce Wayne money. So if you got Bruce Wayne money and you're working for Bruce Wayne, whatever you need to get paid, you get paid. I don't think Terry ever had uh, an issue money-wise or credits, as they would call him in the series, right? Because when he got paid, I'm sure Bruce would, you know, whatever. And, And then he actually became... His excuse, like a couple of times where, you know, Terry was out all night long and he was getting in trouble with his mom and Bruce was like, don't worry about it. And then next thing you know, he's coming home he's like, man, I'm going to get grounded, right? And sure enough, who was there at his house? Bruce Wayne. Right. I talked oh, to your mother and we, we organized this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll make sure he's on top of his homework and stuff like that. And we know Bruce but, is tough. Right. But smart. Yeah, because he knows, he understands you have to have that that duality of life. He has to have that type of um, alibi for yeah. doing his type of actions. So definitely Bruce was definitely there to make sure that, okay, I know this kid is going to need this type of alibi. Say you're with me, whatever the case would be. Money-wise, again, people know that he's there. So you can really understand that his friends know that Terry was never flaunting like he had money, but they knew he no. was well taken care of. He <laughs> never had it seem like, okay, I, I, you know what, I'm, I'm struggling. Could you cover for pizza for here or whatever the case would be? It's like, no, no don't worry. I got it. I yep. got it. He bought Dana nice presents, uh, which was his cool. girlfriend. You know, he went out with his friends. It was Max who helped him out at, at time. Terry Terry established his own character. And, and even Bruce was like, and, and, and that was a good thing about Bruce. Bruce Bruce Wayne as a character, how they wrote him, mm-hmm. made sense to me. Because he went through trying to have a love life. Right. right? And But, you know, he's always, it's the mission. He yeah. went through um, with young with young wards. You know, mm-hmm. at this point, there's Dick Grayson, there's Jason Todd, there was uh, uh, Damien, there there was uh, Tim Drake. Yes. 
right? Yeah, there's, uh, there's uh, right, and there's a couple of ones in the comic book. There's, there's, like, Bar- there's Barbara. Go- uh, well, Barbara wasn't his ward, but Barbara was part of the Bat family. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But I'm talking like wards, like young kids, yeah. right? So if mm-hmm. you want to look at it, and you know, if you want, to, I'm not sure if they ever touched on it. I don't think they ever touched on it in the in the series, but in a comic book, you know, there's others. There was uh, Stephanie Brown, right, who was took up the mantle of Robin. She used to be spoiler. Right. And then yep. she took up the mantle of Robin. And then there was Kelly, I'm forgetting her last name, who was his Robin in The Dark Knight. Uh, yes. The yes. Dark Knight the Returns. Red, the red, yes, the Red Yes. Right. So he's used to having young kids. He knows how it's going to be being a child, uh, not a child, sorry, a, a young adult uh, mm-hmm. out there. And, and what's going to call and pull to them, maybe not so much of what's going to pull to him, you know? So there, there's, you know, like I said, one of my all-time favorite villains in this series to me was the Royal Flush Gang. I like the Royal Flush Gang from day one when they first made their appearance and people thought they were associated to Joker back in the comic mm-hmm. book and all that. So when they finally brought in the Royal Flush Gang and, and they did them justice, you know, uh, with, you know, King and Queen and Jack and Ace and then, you know, and, and Ken. And when he started having that flirtatious thing with Ken because him and Dana were having issues and they almost kind of broke up, you know, he was almost drawn to that. And I remember the episode where he goes in and he's like, Bruce, have you ever had a, an issue where you kind of started liking someone who was kind of a villain, but they might have changed? And he was like, oh, let me tell you about Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he, he, he didn't scold him for it. Right. He, he right. tried to warn him. The episode went. He goes, okay, you, you lived, you learned. Case closed. Let me right. tell you about Catwoman. And, right. and we all know as fans watching, it's like Catwoman. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got this. You've had your ups and downs with Catwoman, you know, throughout the years, no matter what thing it's been there's always been this flirtatious line that's been underneath there you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with all of that it, it, it really brought in as i said characters it gave us um you know people might not remember him it was um oh well, there was an assassin in there a robot assassin he had his own series for like two seasons uh project oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm gonna forget his name i'll have to look it up and figure it out um but he was a robot not even like a cyborg or anything. He was a pure out robot. Zeta. That's it. It was a cartoon called the Zeta Project, which was a spinoff of right, Batman Beyond. Right. You know, and that was another fun one. We might touch that another later on another time. Mm. Um, but, you know, so my whole thing about it was it was great. Mm. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think as a future character is someone that he's established to the point where he was created originally for TV. So there's only another character like that in that mythos so far that's in that kind of same genre that got really popular. <clears throat> and that was Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn never existed in a comic book. Right. She was created by Bruce Tim and the team. Just for. Just for the animated series. And look how she's taken off now. That, that character. Yeah. She's gone from, you know, started off in the series and they weren't sure how often to bring her back. To now, Harley Quinn is, you know, in Suicide Squad one and two. She was in uh, Birds of Prey. Um, yep. you, you know, she's uh, there's a Harley Quinn TV. So, I'm about to say, yeah, the Harley yeah, Quinn animated Harley series. Quinn. Yeah, she's everywhere. And I think Batman Beyond, you know, Terry McGinnis, Batman needs to get that same justice. Like so far, we've seen him in the TV show. He had it multiple seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Good with that. Then they had the, the miniseries comic book. Then they gave him his own regular comic book series and and that comic book series is fire right like i i I, you you can't get a bad issue about it especially when you get later on 
where he's dealing with different multiverses. Uh, there's time travel where he goes back and sees his dad before his dad dies. There's Dick Grayson comes back. Yes. You know, and, and Dick Grayson has a daughter, but Dick Grayson comes back and starts training Terry because of the storyline, Bruce goes missing. They think mm-hmm. Bruce is dead uh, or Bruce is in a coma. He gets killed. So Dick Grayson comes back and he's, he's missing an eye. It, it's almost like he's a Dick Grayson slash Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury. He'll be, uh, he'll be a Slade Wilson. Basically, he's coming in to be Slade, Slade Wilson. You right. Know, he'd be, you know, the Red X. Uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Red X. Yeah, yeah right. Red X. Yeah, exactly. Red X. He'd, be, he'd be considering himself a Red X. The future is, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I will even add to that because to me, yeah, Batman Beyond definitely should have its own, like, we should be, we should be, like, reintroducing it back to this generation. That's for one. And I will, I will completely agree and say this, that I was quite happy kind of touching back to that uh, unlimited um, episode when they went into the future. Right. So now you're seeing Terry as a full-grown man. He is now not a child. No. Let me say full-grown. He is now in his mid-20s, late-20s. He's, yep. he's still... So, so it's basically showing to me that we have Warner Brothers, you know, the, the whole mindset is that when future Bruce Wayne passes away, you clearly know that this mantle can easily be placed upon Terry McGinnis because now he's a full grown. He's, he's, he has the years of experience. He has the years of training with Bruce. Uh, he has the connections with the Justice League, uh, future Justice League, Superman, and, and all those type of um, actions that he's been through. Because again, what I loved about it is that it wasn't showing like that Terry went to look to find out about his um, about his father's past. I mean, about his family past by Amanda Waller uh, mm-hmm. too soon after Batman Beyond finished. This was showing that it was later on. So this yes. is years after. So again, it's just showing that they've been still working together for so long, building. Um, building Terry to be a person that when they decide to come back and just say, we're going to do a, a, a futuristic, are we going to carry on the continuum of the timeline of uh, Batman Beyond with an older Terry McGinnis? It makes complete sense. You have enough back history to say that we did his early days. We now have one episode to say that he now understand where he is, especially at the end of that day, when he ended that episode, when he realized like, I'm stubborn. Yeah, you're stubborn. Yeah, I'm stubborn like my old man letting him understand and accepting the fact that Bruce Wayne is his father. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll say this before we try to try to cast it. <laughs> so <laughs> my last point is the only thing I don't get is in the comic books, if you read the comic books, everyone was always hinting, um, is there going to be a Robin beyond, right? You know, is <laughs> Terry McGinnis going to actually take up the mantle and be a Robin? And you had his buddy Maxine. So people thought that she might have been Robin. I said, no, 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 she's definitely not Robin. I, and when you watch the series, she takes on more of that role as Oracle, yeah. right? His, his tech backup. Okay, uh-huh. fine. But he has a younger brother. And this is the only thing I'm unclear about. So if his parents had problems conceiving, uh-huh. right, we know that, you know, he was, got the, you know, the DNA from Bruce Wayne into his mom. And, and, and Amanda Waller was thinking about, oh, well, maybe I should have his father and his mom killed off the same way Bruce's was. And then she sat there and was like, no, that's too cold. I can't. Even Amanda Waller well, went, okay, that's too rough. And she stopped that plan. Even though right, it's well, still, that, that, right. Because she really Barbara, wanted to was, orchestrate it. 
she wanted to orchestrate it, but that, as that episode goes, it was Barbara who was basically setting herself up as the Phantom to actually mimic the whole procedure. And at the last minute, she made the decision. She argued with Amanda to say it made no yes. sense that at in real true and true heart, Batman is really what makes him special is his heart, his compassion for humanity versus the actual tragedy that created yes. who he is. Yes. So Amanda said, that's why she said during that episode, and it's funny, like, it's funny that even before we even discussed that we're going to have this episode, I know I just literally saw that episode literally maybe three weeks, two or three weeks ago. I came right. across that episode again online and uh, watching it. And it was so fresh in my head. So Amanda said she understand and she agreed that the tragedy tragedy of, of trying to put that putting that boy through that probably would not make him who he is. No, exactly. So, so even Amanda Waller, who runs the Suicide Squad, Task Force X, that was too dark for her. <laughs> right. She's like, saying, okay, all right, I'll accept that. Right. We won't, so, we won't go back again. Yeah. Well, that's it. So my question is, is his younger brother uh, also related to Bruce? Uh, no, you know what? Here, here's a thought on that. Here's a okay. thought on that. And I, I mean, we're going to definitely... Hit me. You brought a good point in reminding that the parents had a problem that had an issue conceiving. Now, I'm going to go with that. If I'm going to go with today's technology or just in that mindset, that if you had a problem once, yep. there's a high roll of chance you will still have that problem. You know, yep. unbeknownst to them that mm-hmm. they had an extra boost, you know, they had an extra Wayne Tech technology, Cadmus, Matawala touch up in there. That happened once. They may have tried again afterwards and got nothing. And that's also, if you look at it, look at a young, look up the age difference between Terry and his brother. Yeah. It's not, it's not like it's two or three years. It's easily the brother, if I remember correctly, he was still young. Like, and if I'll be nice and give him 10, 11, yeah, I'll that pop makes it up at 12. You know what I mean? So it's easily, again, a good five, seven years of difference. I'm, I'm going to be nice and give it in, yeah. in that range. So Amanda could have probably done this. This is beautiful. Now, this would be perfect. I swear, this would be perfect if they, not to redo the same script or the same idea, mm-hmm. if they ever come up with doing a, a new Batman Beyond, older version, Amanda basically says something, or Terry had an insight, but he's like saying, you're not, like she's saying, you're not as, as smart of a detective as Bruce is. Right. You have his heart. You yes. have his heart. So if two and two come together, Terry realized, wait a minute. If this is what you did to get me into this right. world, how did my brother get into this world? Did you go and find, does, does that boy have the DNA of a certain Richard? Right. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say the name. I'm just going to, just leave it float. Just Richard. Yes. I'm not going to say the word. There. It's in the ether. It's, it's in the, it's in the ether. I'm not going to, because technically he's still alive. Yeah, well, yeah, and and, and, and if you read the and, books, and, and, mm-hmm. if you read the books, right? So in the books, they do make his younger brother Robin. In the books, Damian Wayne is still alive, but he went back to the the League of of Shadows, and and he's pretty much running that. Right. So we know in the future, Dick Grayson's still alive. Damian Wayne is still alive, and. Uh, Tim Drake is still Tim Drake is still alive. He's yeah. still alive, right? Barbara Gordon's still there because Barbara Gordon is the new commissioner. Well, commissioner? New commissioner. Yeah. She's a commissioner. Yes. 
you know, uh, and I'll say this, you know, uh, before we kind of move on, uh, I like the fact that they really showed a mix of characters' relationships within the series, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, Barbara Gordon and her husband, who was clearly black, she's a commissioner, he was a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? That, that, that was nice to put out there on TV and for everybody to see. Um, you know, Maxine, okay, yes, she was black. His girlfriend, Dana, was Asian, mm-hmm. right? I, I like that they actually made a mix like a racial mixed in the future, right? You know, with all these characters, it wasn't the stereotypical. Okay, they're, they're all white, and then there's a couple of pots. Right. No, they were people that held important roles within the series. That's what was cool. They just weren't like, oh yeah, we just passed somebody. No, no, like Dana, he's uh, you know, white male going out with an Asian woman. He's got a best friend who's who's fully black. You know, Barbara is in an interracial uh, marriage. Marriage. I, yeah, I thought it was very realistic. It was more realistic uh, show-wise as a cartoon that I've seen in a lot of years, obviously, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I got a lot of love for that. So, what's your point? I was, saying, no, I was, I was, no, I was just saying I definitely agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on that. And, and I look at it as well as if, even if you step outside the box, the whole city and certain things that they were doing, um, even, back to, even back to the Joker gang, um, there was a hyena... Remember, they were basically yep. into very, not even saying crossbreeding, but that type right. of genetic type of manipulation was definitely during that time. So you would now think, okay, if it's now commonplace that you can see a hybrid guy, man, animal walking around, and it's like, okay, that's, that's possible. It's happening. So having different 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 john different races now intertwine inter, intertwining very regularly yeah. it goes back to what you were saying that they've basically from the beginning made sure that they that could be like an under underlined um comfort zone mindset that they put out there so you don't feel come kind of like oh i just saw oh um barbara's husband is 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 he's african-american he's african he's black um and his best friend is black and the girl and his girlfriend is asian but then we can we can accept a villain who who is half hyena, whatever the case may be, a man who has a robotic arm, and it's just naturally like like either these are genetic. No shock value. Actually, no shock value. It's supposed to be that's all it's supposed to be in life. No shock value. It's all about love. So yeah. I'm gonna ask you a question. So here here's my thing, right? Cool. If you had to cast a live person, a living person, to do, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, like an HBO Max series or a movie as Bruce, Terry, you know, anyone else that you could think right. of. We're, we're sticking really with Bruce and Terry. Yeah. Who would you go with? Who who, who, now, who would you, who would be your Bruce Wayne? Okay, so, I mean, the, I actually thought of this, and it's like, it, it's, it's, I know we've, we've, we've always had these kind of conversations. We try not to go with someone who is so generic in the sense that it's there. Right, this but this time it's already, open everything, right? I know it's, I know it's open, I know it's open. But it's hard for me not to see. It's like it's like it's like the fly going away from the, from the light. But you just keep coming back. Like I gotta come back. I gotta come back. So for Bruce Wayne, yes, I have to say Michael Keaton. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard not to. Don't it's apologize. Hard. That was my... It's not. Right. It's hard not to. And especially especially when I've heard when he did Spider Man. And when he was in his vulture outfit, and I heard that supposedly it's alleged that when he's underneath the mask, he's flying around. I'm Batman. 
Michael, what are you saying? Uh, that's not the life of the script. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Spider-Man. Peter, take care of my daughter. What? Yeah. Listen, I heard that I was internally weak. And I'm like saying, <laughs> Michael, you're still the dawn of life. The dawn <laughs> of life. I'm like, yo, golf clap, golf clap all the way. So I was good with that. Yeah, and, and I agree with you 100% on that one because I was looking at it and, okay, let's be, first of all, the fans would love it. Oh, my gosh. Right. Michael Keaton himself would love it. Oh, right? my gosh. Michael Keaton went up and he got an award, uh, not award, he got like a, a you know, a, a degree at a, at a university. He gave a speech. And mm-hmm. after the whole speech, you could find it online. After he's given a whole speech, broad daylight with everybody, he goes, everyone, you know, of the graduating class, right? outdoor how they do it in the states he goes yeah. i have just one thing to say thank you very much for all this and uh, you know all the public speech i go one thing to say one thing only before you leave here today know this i'm batman and he walked off walk done my job walk away lost it. <laughs> like, close the sheets we're done close the blinds we're done just just set set the, set the photo on fire we're done. set the photo on fire <laughs> it's done. Just, it was done. Just it was done it was it. yeah yeah it's see done. so absolutely michael keaton a hundred percent as batman i mean you know he's aged well he's got the great come on bring back the og that 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 so that's to me that's choice absolutely number one right it'll be it'll be it'll be way past insane if if wb decide to go down that road and decide not to make that turn Towards Michael Keaton's house, pick up the phone number to call it. It makes no sense. Like you no. will, you will lose. You will lose, especially if someone got out, got word when that. You know what? We had we had Michael on the table, and we just decided not. You decided not well, to. Okay. What? WB does some stupidness, okay? Because right now, I mean, they're they're planning on bringing for the f- upcoming Flash movie, right? That's, that's it's supposed possible. to be doing Flashpoint. And yeah, they were talking about bringing in, you know, so Ben Affleck supposed to take up the role as Batman again, right? And mm-hmm. then with Flashpoint. He was, you know, Flash does what he's got to do. And the story is written that Michael Keaton was supposed to be in there as Batman again, right? Yeah. But now there seems to be kind of disputes that he's going to be too busy around the time they want to start filming. He's not sure. Uh, Michael Keaton's waiting for the look at his schedule and he's waiting for the final draft to make sure that if he comes back, he's going to do it right. So that's what's kind of on the table. I'm thinking WB, like Warner Brothers, really, what do you guys do? Do what you need to do. Listen. There's only, there's only one other person that they can do and that's kevin conley kevin conley has done the voice for bruce wayne and batman from day one 20 plus years the only time he showed up and did it live action was was when it was the um, the cw crisis of infinite earth and mm-hmm. fans lost it. Like some people were looking and didn't know. It was like, oh, okay, so this guy's Bruce Wayne. We don't get it. Uh, he's he was Batman. We don't get it when he had the exoskeleton on and all that. Yeah. Like Kingdom yeah. Come, like uh, yeah. Kingdom. Sorry. And I'm yeah. thinking, you all don't know. I sat there with some people. And they're like they're like, okay, Barry, why are you why are you freaking out? I'm like, that's Kevin Conley. They're like, okay, who? I'm like, when you watch the animated series and when you play Arkham Asylum and you play all those games and you anything Batman related in the early nineties. 90s to now, 20-something years, he's been doing that voice steady. It's only a couple of times he hasn't done that voice. Right. There's a couple of people in the last, that's what I'm saying, and say in the late, in the mid or early 2000s on, um, there's been a couple of people, a couple of videos, you know, that this didn't happen. But the majority of the chunk of it 
It's Kevin. Eighty-five percent. Kevin. Easy, easy. And that's they, who, didn't that's, get that's who, they got a base either, off They didn't him. have the budget, or he was sick, or I, I don't know. Ninety-seven percent. This man was so. If they can't get Keaton, you got to get Conley. Yeah. That that that's that's who it is for me first and foremost. Now, if I, you had now, I, who would your pick be? For Terry McGinnis. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting. Right. So, I, I will admit that I was initially trying to think of I was thinking of a young young person. I was trying to go from, say if we were doing it straight from now. Okay. But I, I couldn't really find anybody that piqued me at that in that time frame, in that, in that age bracket. So, I had to go into like the um, Unlimited an older, old, older um, Terry. Okay. So with that now, okay. I had cho- I chose to go with um, Robbie. Uh, let me see, Robbie Am- Robbie Amel. Right. The brother uh, of of the guy who played Arrow on CW. Right. Well, he he was on he was Arrow. This is um, oh. Firestorm. Yeah, he was, that's what I said. He yeah, so he played Firestorm, right? Uh, yeah. on, in Flash, right? But he's yeah. he's the, you know that's his brother, right? So the one who yeah. plays Arrow, mm-hmm. right? That's his brother, Robbie. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. I, I could. I, I could. I, I can see him because you know again Terry has to be. He still has to be strong and very you know have that confidence. And again, he was very um, strong and confident when he was you know, in when he was Firestorm. Yeah. And, and playing and playing that. Then he and, also and he's done some that movies kind of... that I've seen that he he played with his brother, um, and and they did a you know he's he's physical he's got the physical uh, aspect of who he's yeah absolutely okay okay all right yeah all right all right all right so I'm gonna come, I gotta come back uh, and thump you boy. Well, well, here, here here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Well, an actuality I'm just checking because that's what I think it was. It's actually his his they say it's his first cousin. Mm-hmm. It's, they're not brothers. They're actually cousins. Oh, the cousins. They're okay, like you and I. Strong bloodline. There you go. So, but here, here's another thing. Have you ever seen um, upload? Oh my gosh, I, on Amazon, it's up, upload. I'm yes. keeping uploaded. Yes, yes. Because of uh, because of like, I personally on the sideway, I can't wait for the second season for that to come out. But I'm still waiting for that. Fire. Um, but the how he was in that show. Mm-hmm. He was he, he basically you can see his his comical chops, his yep. you know, he's very compassionate and stuff like that. Again, mm-hmm. that's where, as per Amanda was saying, you may not have had Bruce's detective mindset, but you had his heart. You gotta be that compassionate and being good with people. I can see that there. So that's why I like I would go with Robbie Amell. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. I see that. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. So I'm gonna thump you because I'm I'm confident in my choice. I'm confident right, in my choice. Here, here, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say a name, and then we'll explain who he is, what he's done, and why my man fits. I'm okay. going with go. Leo Howard. So Leo. I know y'all look at me going, "Who the heck is Leo Howard?" This take it in. All right, all right. So Leo Howard has been in acting for years. Mm-hmm. If you watch the Disney show called Kicking It. Which was a martial arts show, right? Oh, okay, okay. You know him okay. because he's the only one that has a mole on each cheek. Cute little kid, long hair, a mole on each cheek, and he's a martial artist. 
Right. I'm not done yet. I'm about to go to church. So Leo Howard was on the TV show Kicking It. In the first G.I. Joe movie, he played young Snake Eyes. Right? When Snake Eyes was a kid and he was mm-hmm. caught stealing and he breaks into the dojo and then him yeah. and your young Storm Shadow are fighting. That's yeah. Leo Howard. Hold up, not done yet. Taking you to church. <laughs> that was that was okay. the sermon. He starred in twenty eleven. I think the movie was yeah twenty eleven in Conan the Barbarian, playing a young Conan. So in twenty eleven, Jason Momoa mm. played mm. Conan the Barbarian. Movie was pretty good. It wasn't. It wasn't. It might have been great, but it was way better than you would think. I would love to see Jason Momoa come back to do a part two to it, it now. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But yeah. in there, Leo Howard played a young Conan, and if you watch the scene. He does when the village gets when he's out there and he's he's the smallest out of all these other guys, uh, you know they're trying to do this trial or whatever and he gets jumped so all the other guys run away all the other teenagers run away he stays there and starts fighting these guys from a rival tribe by himself no weapons he starts taking them down he gets the, the, the a bone and stabs someone with the bone it's a graphic scene but this kid goes bananas like he when he's got the physique he's got mm-hmm. the look right. Um, if you see the TV show Kicking It, he's got a sense of humor. He's got the timing. I yeah, think he's on an NBC definitely. show right now. Um, so, and, and, and to keep him, I know people are going to come up and say, Barry, you're crazy, right? Because right now he's 23 years old, okay? Right. Okay. And, and But I'm still thinking not the older. Um, you're thinking the younger. I'm thinking younger, and I'll tell the you younger, why. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Because he can play a high school student because he mm-hmm. looks young. He's, right. he's just, he's in shape. He looks right. young. He can do all the physicality. He's got mm-hmm. the fighting stance. Uh, this this would be a cakewalk. I mean, if you did Snake Eyes, you can definitely do Batman. You can do Terry McGinnis. And yes. before people say, well, Barry, he's a little bit too old to do a high school student, then if he's too old to do it, so is Tom Holland. Because uh, right. Tom, no, Tom, who plays Spider-Man, you know, yeah. is a high school student, and he's 24. Yeah. So he's a year younger, right? So if Tom mm-hmm. can play a high school student, then he, Leo. Leo, can play a high school student, right? Obviously, you could just yeah. say he's in grade 12, ready to graduate, and this is when all this stuff happens. You know yeah. what I mean? Or last year of high school, and this is when all this stuff happens. I've yeah. seen students before they graduated in high school. Let me tell you something, man. I, they look like they're about to go from high school to the WWE. So he can do it. Just saying. Okay. Just, I'm just saying. Testify. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will pass around the plate for donations. So uh, that, that, that's who it is. To me, Michael yeah. Keaton, Leo Howard, or Kevin Conley and Leo Howard. But oh. Leo Howard is my first and primary choice. I thought about Tyler Lautner, who was, you know, from um, uh, Sparkly Vampire movies. We all, you know. Yes, yeah. I, I was, yeah. Right? He, he, once again, I've seen some of his solo movies. It might not have been big. That's why. Maybe that's why. Right? But once again, he's a full accomplished martial artist, used to do competitions. You know, he, he, he's not an overly tall person. So he's got the, the dark hair. Uh, you know, Tyler Lautner, he would be my second choice to play Terry. First choice, though, Leo. Give me, give me my boy with my dimples. Two little moles. They're, they're distinctive. You, you look up Leo Howard, you can't miss them. If you watch any scenes with Leo Howard, this, this to me, he screams Terry McGinnis. And, you, you know, and the whole beauty of this is, is even though he's known, 
he he's not like well known. So taking someone like that and giving him the chance, he's gonna put that extra umph on it to solidify yeah. that role for himself. That if you give it to a big yeah. name star who's gonna come in there and say, "Well, I'm so and so," everyone knows who I am, and then yeah. just kind of walks oh, through it. No, he's gonna go into it and he's gonna go into it hard. Yeah. Okay. That, that, no, that's no. all I got to say. <laughs> sounds like a plan. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. I, I definitely. I do, I do like your choice. I definitely, at least, definitely making the connection that from kicking it. As soon as you say kicking it, I realize, ah, crap, crap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, I mean, come on. He was, okay, he wasn't kicking it. He was snake, he was young snake eyes. He yeah. was young Conan. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. It's hard, it's hard to come against that. So, I mean, I can say both of our choices definitely have some merit. Yes. And, um, and, unless, um, <laughs> I guess we're going to have to make a, 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 we're going to have to do this thing where we do this. Um, I'm just coming off the top of my head because unbeknownst to you guys, we've done this stuff before where we had, um, yeah. which, who, who is it that we, which, which one, like, I can't remember which, which comic one that we put together, we said, and it actually was. Okay. So that was, okay. So give you all a, a quick uh, flashback. So years ago we were doing another show. We called it out the box fan cast. Right. Yeah. And we might re-release those episodes um, just for the fun of it. And it was about what, maybe, five, six years ago, we were doing that oh, one. Yeah. And I called out, you know, and we were talking about this and we discussed it and we called out Alan Rickson yeah, yeah. to play Hawk yeah. in the Teen Titans um, live action show. I mean, we said if they had to do a Hawk and Dove, we cast who would be Hawk, I, you know, and we cast who would have been Dove and we both said, okay, Alan. And we talked about it. We agreed on it. And yeah. sure enough, today, Alan was picked as Hawk for Hawk. Teen Titans on HBO. And we called that out way before the even. And it's like, oh, you you heard about when they were talking about. They weren't even talking about a Teen no Titans show. No thoughts at all. No thoughts at all. We were kind of casting it as a true Hawk and Dove series. Not nothing even to do with Titans. If you so we probably I'll probably you know put that up uh, on on the channel so you guys can oh, hear it. We might go back and revisit that again, seeing how he is. But that is it for us here. Mm-hmm. I am once again Barry 3D. Thank you for tuning in. With I go by DJ, DJ Rod C. That's who I be. <laughs> hey, hey, this is the brand new episode one of the Iconist podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Once again, please like, subscribe, subscribe, share, <laughs> share, share. And I said, you know, Iconist. So let's see, I C O N I S. Yes, that's how we do it. The Iconist podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. That was my call.